Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at prestigesubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You'll be at the top of the city as you experience Asheville's history and scenic beauty, historic landmarks, and award-winning rooftop bars. Transportation is provided with tours offered daily, year-round. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And here's some good news. You can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Pandora. So, when you go to visit the speakingoftravel.net website, be sure to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive the latest travel news, travel tips, and lots of inspiring travel stories to keep your travel dreams alive. Because, you know, when you're ready to travel again, your journey through the airport might look a little different than it did before. That's because airports all over the world are set up now to ensure that our health and safety and security needs are met with enhanced health and sanitation protocols. So I'm joined today with Tina Kinsey. She's the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. And she's going to talk to us about the important role that the airport has as travel begins to rebound and the positive direct and indirect impact the airport has on our community. Tina, thank you so much for being here today. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Marilyn. Really glad to be here. So, Tina, during the past few months, I know that the airline partners have all been working really diligently to maintain that air service and health and safety measures uh, for passengers are being responded to in a really positive way and also just in a constant way. What's going on over there at the Asheville airport that, uh, that you're seeing as travel is starting to rebound? Well, you know, if you haven't been to an airport recently, um, I can paint a picture for you. It is similar to a lot of other places that you're visiting these days. Um, We are asking everyone to please wear their masks. Employees across the board, airport and airlines, rental cars, restaurant employees, et cetera, will be wearing masks. There are additional um, steps that people take when they're in the airport. We're reminding you to stay six feet apart from one another. We have helpful markers on the floor in all queuing areas. We have uh, acrylic shields at public counters. Our TSA officers um, have 
protective gear on, um, and they have implemented some additional screening measures to help reduce touch points along the way, which is very good. Um, and then the airlines, absolutely. They are implementing touchless, more touchless technology options, um, and they are doing all they can to promote health and safety with as much social distancing as they can. Um, you must wear a mask when you're on the airplanes. Um, and, you know, they're many of the airlines are providing personal care kits, which include wipes or hand sanitizer, masks, that kind of thing. So everyone is taking it very, very seriously. And then the enhanced cleaning, um, airports and airplanes are cleaner than they have ever been. Um, and lots of cleaning happens throughout the day in between every flight. Uh, so really, I believe everyone in this industry, we're doing the very best that we can for our customers because air travel has not ceased. You know, there are a lot of people out there who need to travel by air and have continued to travel by air throughout the pandemic. And those numbers are just growing every day. Well, when I was uh, referring to the direct and indirect impact on our community, this is definitely a good segue into that because really keeping the airport open during uh, during a time of crisis, during a time of uh, when things are uh, upside down and we're not sure what's going to be happening, the airport is a major hub and, as you said, such an important uh, component of keeping people moving. So big shout out for being able to keep up with all of that and that industry-wide, uh, everybody is working together and collaborating to ensure that, when, let's say we fly out of the Asheville Regional Airport to Chicago, that that airport's going to be nice uh, and clean and sanitized and have the same level of standards that you have right here. Right. Thanks for saying that. Uh, I think you've helped introduce something that I think a lot of people don't realize. Airports, we're very connected, of course, because air travel is so interconnected. You know, the airlines are um, flying from airport to airport, whether it's a nonstop or connecting flights. But the airport industry also is very interconnected. Um, I, I like to tell people it's it's a huge industry, but it's also very small. You know, I have colleagues at airports across North America. We are friends. We know each other. We share information. We are constantly um, examining best practices. What's working in your airport? What's working on the West Coast? What are what issues are you encountering? And we we are a very collaborative industry, and we have um, we have a member organization is called Airports Council International North America. And we've all worked together to really pull together um, some messaging around what's happening um, at airports across North America. It's a very responsible industry. And we have coined the phrase, we are ready for every journey. And there's a website it is readyforeveryjourney.com, and it helps travelers understand what's happening at airports across North America. 
just to help give confidence in the travel journey. We really are all working hard to have these positive enhancements in place for travelers on all sides of the journey. Well, I'm so glad to hear that, Tina. And, and I know that uh, it, it seems like it's taken this type of uh, situation for us to even see how that all works, that that you are a collaboration, that you have colleagues. You know, I think uh, as travelers, we go to the airport and we get on our flight and we assume everything's going to go just smoothly, and it does. And we don't really think about what's happening behind the scenes that just made that journey uh, that much better for us, that things did move quickly and on clockwork and and now there are enhanced ways of uh, keeping everybody safe and that you're all working together I think this is a a wonderful time to really embrace that and celebrate that so thank you for letting us know Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm just very proud of the airport industry. And, you know, are we perfect? No. But are we always striving for um, that for excellence? Absolutely. And that that really is a true statement. And so we appreciate feedback from travelers. You know, that's one way that we learn and grow and continue to improve. Um and so, you know, I do encourage people to provide constructive feedback for us along their journeys. If, if they see something that they think could be improved, we want to hear that. Absolutely. And the other thing, too, that I want to say is that I know that uh, you're also involved in the travel and tourism industry. So you're keeping your your ear to the ground on what's happening in the industry that is actually feeding the traffic to to the airports. And that right. is another industry that is very collaborative and working on solutions to uh, to get this industry back on its feet again. Absolutely. And, it, you know, I'm proud to be a peripheral member of those professionals in our area as well. Um, you know, we do track, we, we see where travelers are are coming from. And so we know that we've got visitors flying in right now. They are coming to Western North Carolina, probably for respite to find a a safe and enjoyable place to be during this um, pandemic or to visit friends and families or to visit second homes. We're seeing a lot of that traffic, you know, visitors coming in. It's not just locals flying out. Well, I do want to put a reminder out that prior to earlier this year, 2020, the Asheville Airport had reached record high uh, use um, and traffic. And I believe that that's because of all that you were just talking about, that as an industry, you have always kept up to make sure that travelers' needs were met and heard and people responded. And, and the Asheville Airport has continued to grow and grow and grow. And I know right now it's in a little uh, you know, spot that is ready to rebound and you will get back up to those numbers. We believe so. We do. We, um, we're all in this together and we're all in a you know, it's strange place right now. This is, this is uh, nothing any of us could have predicted. 
Um, but as a community, whether it's local or within the aviation community, you know, we're going to move through this and we will rebound. And we are just grateful for the support we receive locally um, and just want to continue to be a strong community partner, uh, you know, make the right decisions for our travelers. And we're, we're really working hard to build a foundation for a strong recovery. Well, thank you, Tina. That is very reassuring and, uh, and very refreshing to hear. And we all support you and support your colleagues in this industry because we know when we're when we're ready, you'll be there and you'll be ready. So thank you That's for right. all the work that you're doing. Thank you, Marilyn. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. Always. Well, thank you, Tina Kinsey. And coming up next is Adventure Traveler. She's also a writer. Her name is Linda Ballou. She's going to be here to share some really amazing travel stories and travel tips and why filling your heart and mind with what you find beautiful is really what matters most. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Kay, the owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. We share our beautiful city and the mountains of Western North Carolina from the rooftops with people from our community, around the country, and around the world. Our tours are well known for the spectacular scenery, the award-winning rooftop bars, and the captivating city history we share from the rooftops. We take traveling during these COVID-19 recovering times seriously. We've implemented CDC cleaning and sanitation protocols, require staff health screenings before our tours, and provide our tour guests with face coverings if they need one. We are excited to welcome you on an Asheville rooftop bar tour and provide a way for you to safely experience Asheville from a bird's eye view. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in western North Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Thanks, Tina, for the update. You know, we're all looking forward to making a reservation to fly someplace, pack our bags, and get on over to the airport. Again, a big shout out to you and your team for all you do to help make our journey safe especially because we're living in some unprecedented times. You know, for many of us, we've been staying right here at home to help stop the spread of this virus, and it's hard to be grounded. So how can we get to those faraway places without leaving home when that inevitable cabin fever arises? My guest today is adventure travel writer Linda Ballou, and Linda has rafted, kayaked, horseback ridden through pristine wilderness areas all over the world. The most memorable of those journeys are chronicled in her book, Lost Angel Walkabout. And as a writer and a traveler, I think she's going to have some great ideas for us to get out of our head and be able to travel, even if we're even in our house in an armchair. Linda, it is so great to have you here today. Thank you. 
Oh, thank you for having me, Marilyn. Well, listen, so, Linda, why don't you give us a little bit of a uh, uh, backstory, if you don't mind. I know you live, you're living out in California, is that right? Right. I live um, in Topanga Canyon, which is an artistic enclave that is in the Santa Monica Mountains, in between Santa Monica and Malibu. So it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful little hideaway <laughs> from the city but still close enough to go into town for supplies, you know, particularly during this uh, year of the virus. Uh, I mean, we, we go in once a week for supplies and, and they hide out in the canyon. And I hike out here. I have hundreds of miles of trails to hike. Um, I can go down to the beach. I have deer in my yard. I mean, I live in, L- I, I live in L.A., but I don't. It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty nice compromise. Well, it sounds lovely and and lucky that you're there that you're there true, now. True enough. Lucky that when the music stopped, this is where I am because I have a house in town. We moved out here five years ago, and I'm just so glad that we did this in this circumstance. You know, I mean, it, it really it really has been a godsend to to have nature around me because um, that's what I feed on. That's what I thrive in is nature. And my trips, I'm an adventure travel writer, which means, you know, I love the great outdoors. I'm from Alaska. So uh, I've lived in California all my adult life, but I'm, my young years were in nature and I need it and I'm grounded in that place. So my journeys, like my last journey was to Australia and I did a month in Australia which is filled with natural phenomena. <laughs> and uh, I got to do a week in Tasmania, which is um, less traveled and fast becoming the most popular destination for outdoorsy types who want to hike and kayak and things like that. And you're quite the horse rider as well. I'm a horse person. Yeah, I'm a horse person. Once a horse person, always a horse person. <laughs> I uh, I used to own my own mare, and um, we jumped and did all the crazy stuff, and I, I just loved that life. But I got injured, and I had to give up my mare, but I never gave up uh, loving horses and riding. And I have a novel, Cowgirl Jumped Over the Moon, which is which was a story that I wrote when I was injured that allowed me to go through the process of losing that world because, um, you know, it's very all-consuming in the horse world. Uh, so, uh, so that book, you know, was my way of getting through that. And then while I was injured, I, I had to think about my life because um, I went, I'm not going to be writing anymore the way I used to, and, but I'm a writer and I love to travel. Okay, horses, uh, writing, travel, ah! I'm a travel writer, and I'm going to go to guest ranches. <laughs> so that's what I did. I had a couple of uh, published articles in uh, Horse Illustrated and Equus and a few other places. So I put together a little kit, a, you know, media kit to query guest ranches. And um, the first one I sent out, lo and behold, I, I got it. And I got this fabulous, fabulous trip in Telluride uh, at a ranch that is no longer with us, sadly. Um, a lot of the family-owned businesses, I'm afraid, can't 
survive in this climate. Uh, at any rate, it was in Telluride, which is absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous country. And uh, I was hooked. And then when I was through with my week uh, riding in this wonderful country and being with great other people who were horse people, uh, I published a wonderful magazine to ride among the clouds in Equus. So I got the trip. I got something wonderful to write about. I got paid for my article and I'm going, hey, this is this is where I want to be. <laughs> Works for me. And it has worked for you now for quite some time because you've, yeah. you've really been able to right. travel all over the world. Right. For the last two decades, I've, I've just had a wonderful, like, a, you know, taking my pick of these wonderful trips. Um, uh, a company that I go with often is Overseas Adventure Travel. The wonderful, I think you might be a boomer, I don't know, maybe, uh, but it's geared towards that. Uh, age group, you know, people who are adventuresome but want a certain level of comfort and they, they want to be safe, you know, they want to have good guides. Um, and, uh, you know, so this company really works for me. And I've been to Africa and Australia and all over South America with them. I went down to Patagonia. Uh, it's it's really been a fun ride, and I hope they weather the storm. They're a big company. You know, the travel industry is in deep trouble. Uh, a lot of the smaller outfitters aren't going to make it. You know that. A lot of the airlines aren't going to make it. So, I mean, we have to see what happens at the end of the year, who survives. Well, you... I'm not traveling now, personally. I am writing now. <laughs> That's what I was just about to ask is... Uh... Being more housebound, uh, right. how are you kind of turning that wanderlust into uh, into something well, that is really active for you to keep you stimulated? Well, this is opportunity time for me because in the past I've been so busy getting trips and taking trips and writing about trips that I haven't done a lot of writing since I, I published my last novel, which was Cow Girl Jumped Over the Moon. But what I have done now, uh, I did several things. One, I created um, Get Great Trips for Free, How to Make Travel Writing Work for You. And it's just a little handbook. It's on Kindle. It's, you know, like a buck ninety-nine, but it's filled with all sorts of great tips for people who want to be travel writers or photojournalists who want to get photo essays and magazines and so forth. And it's a step-by-step roadmap for them. But I take people through the back door. The difference between my approach and the typical approach is that I don't go to the magazine first to get an assignment letter. I go to the outfitter where I want to go. I Google where I want to go. I pull up the outfitters that look good to me. And then I query the top high-end ones because they have a budget for travel writers. So I don't go through publicists. I don't go through tourist boards generally. I've had them approach me, and I have done some trips with uh, tourist boards. But generally, I go straight to the source, and I put together my little package, like I described, you know, some clips and so on. And in this little booklet, I tell people what you need to do to create a media kit and submit straight to the source where you want to go and also to find your niche you know you have to stand out in the crowd you can't just be a blogger 
Uh, you need to be able to tell them what you can do for them. It's all about them. And you got to remember that it's not nothing to do with you. It has to do with what you can do for them. Well, how can we get more information? How can somebody uh, get that book? And oh, it's on Amazon. Um, I, I think it's on iTunes. It's on Amazon for sure. The Kindle store, and uh, you know, it's very. You know, I think everybody goes on Amazon, don't they? So yeah. Um, and then the other thing I've done, I have a travel collection, Los Angeles walkabout. Um, and that takes you from Alaska to Costa Rica to New Zealand, you know, all over the West. And maybe we'll talk about that later. I, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, force you to go there. But I'm very excited about the fact that I'm creating an audio book for that. I love that. So, Linda, when we come back, let's definitely pick up there because I'd like to talk to you more about your travel writing uh, mm-hmm, and how yes. you get inspired uh, to right. write uh, okay. and and have um, really have a deeper sense of your take on where we are now. You had you had said earlier that this is an opportune time to to do some new things. Let's talk about that when we come back. Sure. All right. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel, and I'm here with Linda Ballou. She is a travel writer, uh, an adventure traveler, and we'll be right back. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville, Prestige Subaru, on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. If you want to truly experience a city, dart at the top. With Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, you'll capture the true spirit of Asheville, North Carolina on our one-of-a-kind award-winning tours. You'll experience our city's highly acclaimed rooftop bars, see Asheville's scenic beauty and historic landmarks, and feel the history of our city unfold before you, all on this uniquely crafted tour. We take care of every detail, including band show for transportation, sample cocktails and mocktails at each rooftop bar, and there's plenty of snacks and bottled water on the van to enjoy between stops. Come see why Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours is top of the city and top of mind for the best things to do in Asheville, North Carolina. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with my guest, Linda Ballou. Linda is talking to us from California, and she's an adventure travel writer and has rafted and kayaked and big horse riding fan. Linda, it is so great to have you here today on Speaking of Travel. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's great to be here. Well, yeah, Lin- so uh, what I was saying about uh, not wasting this time you know, I mean, this is opportunity time. You know, like I told you in the last uh, segment, I get great tips for free. Um, I tell people this is your opportunity to get those clips, you know, submit to some e There's a zillion of them, you know, find your niche, 
and submit to them and get some clips, you know, get some examples of your writing and create a web page. You can do it. It's easy. GoDaddy. It's free almost. I mean, very minimal. And they have a nice template. Anybody can do it, I think. If I can do it, you can do it. And um, I created, one of the things I did was I created a, a website dedicated to my travel, uh, lostangeladventures.com. My main website that I've had for a couple of decades um, has all my books on it. But I think if I'm querying people who are interested in outfitters, all they care about is my travel articles. They don't care about my books. You know, you want to focus on what they, and they're not going to, study you you know you have to present yourself in an easy fashion you know and i did create a playlist on youtube uh with a dozen more tips that are not in the book and i'll be creating more as i go along you know as i think of things that i and, and things are changing like right now i'm um i'm learning how to do the gopro camera i know all the kids can do it they seem to be born with these things but um there's a learning curve for me but um, I love river trips, and I, I had a trip lined up on the Rogue River. It was a big disappointment for me not to be able to go this year. But you know what? The river's been there for a long time. I'll get there next year. I'll get there when there's a vaccine. But I'm not going to waste this time. Uh, when it first happened, I felt very unhappy and frustrated and kind of like a little animal chewing its leg and caught in a trap, you know. It was so so bummed out because life was so much fun for me and I was having such a great time and you know I'm not a kid and I didn't want to lose this year but the fact is I had a lot of writing to do that I hadn't done and um, so armchair travel is um, what people can do now you know they can and in my book my let me just explain the difference between a travel essay and a travel article your outfitters are not going to be interested in your travel essays necessarily. They're going to want your articles about them. So when I travel, uh, when I get home, I do um, at least two or three articles for my hosts and I get them published. And then I write a personal essay for me. You know, what was it about that trip that was transformative? Uh, what did I learn? How, how, how did my perspective change, you know, about the place that I went? Uh, those kinds of things are what you put in an essay, a travel essay, which has a dramatic spine, just like a short story, you know, beginning, a middle, and a, and a, a button up. And there has to be some reason for people to read that story. It can't just be, you know, I went there, I had fun. You know, so those are the travel essays or travel memoir, if you will, is what is in my book, Lost Angel Walkabout. Now that I just put into audiobook format. It'll be coming out, I hope, mid-August, certainly no later than the end of August. Uh, right now, the book is available in print and Kindle and ebook and all over. And it's gotten great reviews, by the way. I will not be convicted by a jury of my peers. I get fabulous reviews from other travel writers. So uh, the work is good, and that's the other thing. Don't put anything out that isn't edited, that isn't good, that isn't professional, because once it goes on the internet, it's out there. And you can't call it back. So <clears throat> take some writing classes. 
invest in having an editor. I have an editor. She's been with me for, uh, I guess, almost 15 years now. And I don't send anything out without her looking at it because we're blind to our our foibles. <laughs> and uh, she is a more tender-hearted person than I am. <laughs> I'm from Alaska. I'm a little hard-hearted compared to my counterparts here in California but uh, anyway my editor is a very very uh, sweet person and she kind of tones me down as it were and um, it's important to have that objective eye she also fact checks for me. you know you want to be careful what you're putting out there because you don't want a lot of negative comments on your on your pieces so now's your time you can do that you can learn how to write better i mean there's a million opportunities on the internet for learning and that's the other thing i've been doing is um, learning how to do video editing uh because that's what you know makes really great promos and trailers for your books and, and things like that on social media and i want to be better at that i want to i want to and i'm using this time to upgrade myself the other thing I'm doing, <laughs> which is huge, is I'm writing a novel that I have been talking about writing for probably the last decade and didn't have the time to take on the challenge. Uh, but uh, now I do. <laughs> now I do. Now I am. You've got to be careful what you ask for. Because now I am a full-time writer and at home, and I'm really enjoying it, enjoying it and taking advantage of it. And that's what I, that's what I stress uh, that you do if you if you have any desire uh, to get into the travel writing world or the writing world for that or whatever world. Don't waste this time. <laughs> Very good advice. So, Linda, let me ask you how you uh, you structure your time when you sit down to, to write. Do you have a, a structure Formula. that you use? Yeah. Yes, I do. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll just use travel first since that's where we're at. Uh, I, I take, before I take the trip, I research heavily. I, I want to know where I'm going. I, want, I don't want to miss things. Once I went to Crete. And I missed this gorge, this world famous gorge, and I was right there, but I didn't know it, and I'll never be back there. And I missed this wonderful opportunity to hike this incredibly beautiful gorge. Now I don't, I don't want that to happen when I go to places. Uh, I want to be sure to understand a little bit about the culture, you know, where the people are coming from. Um, I'm very big on indigenous uh, cultures. Wherever I travel, I always look into the mythology of the indigenous cultures because you'll see it reflected in the modern-day culture wherever you go. Um, and I, I, you know, it will be writing about it. So I, I, I want to take photos of things too that I know that are significant that I will be writing about. So I'm not the world's greatest photographer. That is something that I talk about in my in my Tips. It's a different job, you know. Travel writing and travel photography are two different jobs. If you're, you know, I just take 
my cell phone, of course, which is you can get fabulous pictures with your cell phone and videos that you can share really readily. Uh, and then I take a smaller Lumix that I can put on my, my belt. And it, I don't even feel it. It's there with me all the time. And if I need to take a snap, I can, you know, a video. And these little cameras take fabulous pictures. And, um, you know, sometimes when I'm on a trip, um, there will be other people who are really terrific photographers who are into that and have the $5,000 worth of equipment and they're hauling it around with them, which I don't want to do. So take advantage. Be able to really do a little bit of research and, and think about what it is that you actually want to focus on. Exactly. Linda, tell us again how we can get more information uh, and, and be able to see your books and uh, read about where you've been and read some of your stories. Sure. Well, Lost angeladventures.com is my travel site dedicated to travel essays and, and, and articles. And you'll see a lot and lots of photo galleries there. And at the bottom of the first page, there's an articles button. You pick that and you'll open up to, you know, a whole slew of articles that I've written. Uh, my other page, lindabaloo.author.com includes my articles, that, that page is there as well, uh, and my other books. Now, one book we haven't talked about, which maybe we can talk about next, is Lost Angel in Paradise. I would love to talk about that. That sounds wonderful. Well, I'm here today with Linda Ballou. She's an author. She's an adventure traveler. Linda, I can't thank you enough, and I look forward to coming back after the break and, and talking more about your books and, and your lifestyle. And, and get some tips, too, for the people out there who are, uh, who are armchairing right now and how they could possibly uh, uh, get some ideas on what to do next. Thank you so much. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with Linda Ballou. Hi, this is Leanne from Biltmore. Are you looking for some simple ways to spend quality time with your family and friends? Then look no further. Biltmore is now open and you can wander through historic gardens, along winding trails with plenty of room to spread out all in one spectacular setting. Ride your bike, have a picnic, take a tour of America's largest home, Biltmore House, right here in our own backyard in Asheville, North Carolina. George Vanderbilt created Biltmore as a relaxed country retreat away from the pressures of city life. A Biltmore annual pass allows you to visit the estate an unlimited number of times throughout the year. You can make Biltmore a new experience every time you step onto the estate. Where else can you find beautiful gardens, four mountain season, and 8,000 acres to explore. Build memories by keeping your family time creative and enjoyable. Visit the Biltmore website at Biltmore.com for all of the information and come on over. We would love to see you. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with Linda Ballou. And Linda, it is such a uh, pleasure talking to you and, and finding out uh, how your your head wraps around these wonderful journeys that you've had and being able to put it into writing and sharing uh, your stories and your adventures. And 
I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, you know, we were talking about armchair travel, but, you know, a lot of people right now are thinking, well, maybe I'll get in the car. Maybe I'm not going to get on a plane yet, but getting in a car, taking a little road trip, and that's something that you know a lot about. Let's talk about that a little bit. All right. Well, I have to tell you, uh, California coast, it's a love story. It's a love story for me. And I have spent, you know, the last several decades exploring the coast of California, which, you know, is so varied. I mean, there's just so much to see on the coast. So I wrote a little book. It's called Lost Angel in Paradise, because, you know, I'm a lost angel. I'm from Los Angeles and, you know, I've been here all these years, but it's a home base for me. I'm always out exploring. So this little book uh, takes you from Malibu to Mendocino, which is right up at the top of the Lost Coast, you know, the border with Oregon. It's 32 day trips up the coast. And in each of the days, I give you, a, you know, a nice little hike or a beach stroll. I give you some history of the region. And then I take you to a sweat band friendly eatery. Because <laughs> you, you get your reward at the end of the day. You get a great place to eat. And um, it's it's a really fun little experiment. I created it first as an ebook so that people could click through to the live links uh, to the trailheads and to, you know, spots that are of interest that I mentioned. So with the Kindle application, there's a free download feature that takes it to your phone. So you have the app on your phone. So you can, you, you don't have to buy the print book, although it is available in print. Uh, because after I published it on Kindle, people said to me, well, I, I, I'm not that techie. Can't you give me a print book? And I went, well, I'll, uh, yeah, okay. So now the Kindle book has the app to the phone. So you have the live links, and then you have the companion print book that you can put in your backpack. So it's a really neat little combo, and it's a fun makes for a very fun road trip up the coast. You know, with stops, you know, you know, maybe every day or so trips up the coast. So uh, one of my favorite days is on the Russian River, um, and um, that's just north of San Francisco. And the thing that's so lovely about that day is that it's such a nice variety. Um, you can take it either from the coast up or from 101 down to the coast but the armstrong armstrong redwood forest is there it's a preserve it's a a beautiful redwood forest that few people go there or know about it really except the local people which definitely do frequent it but it's lovely it's accessible and it's one of the last of our beautiful 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 redwood forests and then you drive down along the river, which is quite scenic and lovely. And then you get down to Rivers End Lodge, and you have a beautiful seafood lunch, and you have little cabins there if you want to spend the night. And you've got the beach, you've got the seals, you've got the birds. I mean, it's just a beautiful day, right? So these are my favorite outdoor days along the coast of California. And... Uh, and there are images in the book, and it's just, a, it's just a fun little thing. So that was something that I think we can do today. Um, I'm not planning on doing any international travel for a while. Uh, I'm planning on doing domestic travel uh, once we get a vaccine. 
um, and I'll go to the Rogue River where I had, had a trip planned for this year. And I think I'll spend a month up there because Oregon is gorgeous and Oregon Coast is just stunning. So armchair travel is something we can do, road trips we can do. Uh, as for armchair travel, you have my book, of course, to give you inspiration. But, uh, you know, there's lots of uh, Go World Travel is, is a good site to, to get travel ideas. And then Travel Tales Books, uh, they're the largest uh, publisher of travel books. And, uh, you know, they have a huge uh, in catalog of different, you know, um, different Read not just regions, they're not just guidebooks, they're collections of essays, travel essays and things, you know, so they're, they're really very, very good. And then um, I also contribute to Travel Scope. Uh, Rosa Presendo has a terrific travel show that's an Emmy Award winning PBS program. Uh, but the, on his magazine, he also has a magazine with travel ideas. He's got a, a guest bloggers of which I am one. And um, we can get many, many, many travel ideas on Joseph's uh, site. Um, that's travelscope.net. I highly recommend them. And um, for horse people, <laughs> which <laughs> there's a few of us out there, Equitrekking is a wonderful site. Um, and I've also, you know, covered pieces on, on their site as well. Well, so. that gives us a lot of good resources because so many people now can, uh, they can sit in front of their computer and be virtually right. any place in the whole wide world. Right. And being able to, um, I want to uh, talk about your website a little bit more because uh, you've mentioned a couple of your books, but there's... There's others, your book about Hawaii. Oh, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, that just made me swoon, I have to say. It was... Uh, um. Well, you know, that that book, Wainani, A Voice from Old Hawaii, is my proudest achievement. Uh, you know, I had like a 20-year love affair with the islands where I was going back and forth doing the research, right? You know, it was a beautiful obsession to... to delve into the culture of ancient Hawaii. And I learned a lot of things. It's a very contradictory culture, you know, um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful culture. And my story is a poetic rendering of the life and times of Kamehameha the Great from 1750 to 1819. And um, so... One thing about all of my pieces, they're all destination pieces because they all take you someplace you can't get to any other way. You can't get to ancient Hawaii anymore. And this book is written in first person and it will transport you to ancient Hawaii and that lovely magical time uh, that, that, that I tried so hard to recreate. And I'm told that I have done a good job. And um, I did get really nice reviews for that book as well. And, uh, you know, but it was my first book that I published. And I will say this, that that was, that opened the doors for me to move forward with my life, you know, being brave enough to publish and, and, and declare myself a writer. You know, you have to have some confidence in yourself, you know, to move forward with whatever your dream is. Well, 
as you said, this is a time right now to yes. really take advantage of that. Right. Um, so I highly recommend that uh, you listen uh, to Linda's resources here and check out her website. Tell us again what your website addresses are, Linda. Well, Linda Ballou, B-A-L-L-O-U, author.com is my most inclusive website, and it has my travel books and my two novels and the articles page. But my other site, Lost Angel Adventures.com, is dedicated to travel. So if you want to see what a good, effective uh, travel website looks like, and you're, you know, have have desires to go in that direction check that out for sure you know and see what i've done there because i get lots of compliments on that on that website and it's very effective in terms of me, me getting jobs but you asked me before about the writing process and i will just say what i do is i read about what i'm writing about at night i sleep on it i wake up in the morning when i'm fresh and i write before noon when the world takes over you know you have to focus. Well, that is a good uh, a good piece of knowledge for us to be able to think about and to, to be able to focus. Can you give us really quick a little uh, hint on what your new book is about? Oh, my God. I'm writing a historical fiction novel about the life of Isabel Lucy Bird, who was an incredible woman with a huge life. She went all over the world. But she didn't her start. Her life didn't start until she was forty years old because she was an invalid. She had a back problem and had an operation. Well, anyway, she rose above all of this and became the first woman to be inducted into the uh, Historical Geographical Society of Scotland. And her travels are in 1873, solo through the Rocky Mountains, 800 miles. <laughs> Solo. Solo through the Rocky Mountains? What a, what a woman. What a woman. That's all I can say. You are quite a woman, and I want to thank you so much for being here today with us on Speaking of Travel. You've given us some really great resources. I know people are going to look forward to going to your website, checking out your books. You know, you're from Alaska. Your home base is L.A. and California. You've Add the Hawaii, traveled all over the world. Thank you so much, Linda, for being here on the show today. Oh, thank you, Marilyn, for letting me share. It's my pleasure. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel with my guest, Linda Ballou. I want to thank Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport for giving us a update on aviation and what's happening. Go out and have a really wonderful week. Um, check out Linda's websites. Start thinking about how you can write. Write some of your uh, stories of trips that you've been on. Think about your own adventures and sleep on it. Give it some thought. Wake up in the morning when you're refreshed and just start writing. Go back to your photo library. Look at those photos and and just keep dreaming big. This time is going to pass. We're going to be in a in a better place. And it's it's important that you remember to keep your dreams alive. Keep your wanderlust alive. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 